Bogut to the rack and he jammed it. Oh my goodness. Blocked by Bogut. The Warriors' big man joins our big man. The Andrew Bogut Show with Mr. T. Now, here's Tom Tolbert. Burns and Rattle stand for Tommy. We'll have Andrew Bogut in 23 seconds, according to Brian Smith. Yeah, like he could tell time. Looking at this playoff picture, I mean, really, they could play Denver, the Clippers, or Memphis. I mean, one of the three. Or, I mean, if they they get caught by Houston, they could end up playing Oklahoma City, which will probably finish second. Well, let's welcome in Warriors center Andrew Bogut right now. Eric Burns and Ray Rattle sitting in for Tommy. Andrew, uh, let's just get right to it. Who would you rather play, Denver, L.A., or Memphis? Uh, I'm not going to touch that right now. I think we still need to get there. Um, we still have – we're still not guaranteed a playoff spot right now. Um, obviously, you know, things are in our favor, but we won't get there before we start talking about anything. Would you like to guess Charlotte? What's that? You want to guess Charlotte instead? <laughs> yeah, that sounds a little better. Yeah. Makes the cars a little easier. Um, the um, the game Saturday against Portland. I mean, you only played twenty two minutes. Uh, they won by twenty seven. I mean, it was obviously you know a game where you know you got some you got some rest. Do you get by the time you play tomorrow against New Orleans? Will you sort of be like? almost too amped up because you haven't had that sort of really competitive long game where you just get in your stride and get to go a hundred percent start to end. I mean, do you, when you have a game like the one Saturday, do you just feel a greater sense of impatience when, when your next game comes? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm probably in a position to do that right now. Um, judging on the, you know, the season that I've had um, with, with body. So, any rest, any added rest, I'll take, and I'll I'll, I'll take it with a smile on my face. So um, it's, it feels good to get a win, um, blow out a team, and actually be sitting on the bench towards the you know the, the end of the game, the fourth quarter, and I'll, I'll take as much rest as I can get between games. So I know probably you know the younger guys uh, probably know what to do with themselves. You know, four games in between the next game and not playing a lot of minutes, but um, as long as we're winning, I'm not really worried about my minutes. And then obviously come into the next game, treat it as, as we should be ready, we should be fresh. No excuse for energy and, and get the win. Warriors center Andrew Bogut joining us on the Ring Central guest line. Andrew, you're averaging about 26 minutes per game right now. Eight boards, a couple blocks. Is this kind of where you would expect yourself to be at this point of the season going into the year, obviously, with the ankle injury? Uh, probably not. Obviously, I would have been like to have been playing more and probably had a few more extra months, but the, the rehab of the ankle just took so long and there are obstacles that, that get thrown, you know, along your path that you can't control. So, um, would like to have gotten better, but you know, I'm just thankful to be out there playing, thankful for a playoff um, position and, and on a winning team. And um, I guess it's better, you know, like like I said, it's better than sitting sitting in a suit right now. But um, there's still still more work to do. Since you've come back, uh, have you noticed a material change or improvement in any part? of the Warriors game in general that just strikes you more than any other? I mean, is there, is there one part of what they've been doing over the last month 
that I don't want to say surprises because that sometimes tends to be a pejorative. Is there is there any one thing about what the Warriors have done in the last month that's been an eye opener for you? Um, I think just just we're getting a little bit more consistent. I think um, our problems stem from you know when we had a bad offensive trip, we sometimes would not not play as hard defensively. Whereas now, where we've been winning, we um, we generally you know been playing pretty good D, whether the shots are going in or not. Um, I think the ball's moving, it's getting shared around, everyone's getting touches, um, and, and our defense is, is, is where it needs to be. But there's still a little improvement for us, but um, I think most people, um, you know, didn't even have us pick to be talking to you guys right now about the playoffs. Um, I, I don't think there's any publication out there that had us um, going to the playoffs this season. So, um, you know, we, we have a tiny group, a group that doesn't focus too much on on uh, what people are saying, and that's kind of reminiscent of, of why we're in the position we are right now. Andrew, you guys have won five of your seven of the last seven. Uh, is this where you feel like you want to be as a team at this point of the season? It is. It is, and, and obviously we've got some teams that we need to beat, and then obviously some better teams coming in. So we we still have some some work to do, um, but it always helps to, to to kind of hit hit your stride toward the end of the season. We have pretty much everyone back and healthy, um, and that's that's just as important as anything. And, you know, there, there are some teams above us that are struggling to perform right now. So we definitely don't want to, you know, treat these games lightly. Like, you know, some teams will rest players or whatnot. We're not in a position to do that. Uh, we need to get the most out of all these games, um, make make the playoffs, and then, and then hopefully have a good seven-game series. Uh, you spoke a, a couple of minutes ago about uh, how the defense has, again, improved and it's going through a really good cycle. I, I think you've given up 105 of the last 13 games. Um is there a litmus test, a, a number that when you just look at it, it goes, we played good defense and this number is the proof? I mean, other than points. I mean, is there is there any one statistic when you look at the box score at the end of the night that says, yeah, we did that well? Or is it more a matter of feel and the way the game flows? Uh, field goal percentage. Defensive field goal percentage, obviously. So. Number one rule of thumb is, you know, a lot of people say keep them under 100, but um, you, you got to be careful with that. If the teams are getting to the line a lot, um, they can get over 100. But if you can keep a team under, you know, under 40% um, and limit their second chance points, you, you have a big chance to win to win a lot of games. Um, generally, teams that they're shooting in the 30s aren't going to have a, a massive chance of beating you in any way they, they will is if they get to the free throw line 30 or 40 times. So that's probably the telling stuff for us. And we, we, we chart that and then... Uh, we actually have a drill of practice that we do to start every practice, and if we keep teams under under about forty percent, we don't have to do that drill. So guys kind of know <laughs> going into practice whether whether we kept the last team under forty or not. Talking to Warrior Center Andrew Bungett here on the Ring Central guest line. Andrew, how closely did you follow the win streak of the Miami Heat? Oh, it's hard not to. I mean, I don't watch a lot of ESPN just because you know stuff just because of monotonous on that channel and just repeated and repeated and repeated, but. Obviously, um, a lot of people are talking about it. It's a, it's a hell of a feat, um, and you know, hopefully, uh, we'll get to that point one, one, you know, one year. But um, obviously, a little lot of pressure on towards the end of it, and they'll, they'll eventually going to lose. But um, you know, second best all time is, is pretty impressive. How difficult is that in the NBA to win twenty seven straight games? It's very tough, but I think once you get on a roll. You know, as you saw with Miami, even when they were missing their stars, I think the role players had that confidence too. And and I've seen a lot of teams do that before. But you know, just to win ten straight games in the NBA, to be honest, is is, a, is an achievement in itself. Because you know, you're traveling, you're in hotels, you've got back-to-back games, you're not getting proper sleep. So 
to stay focused, to have a group that's committed and, and getting any win streak in the NBA is, is a good feat. Does it become hard? I mean, I don't know if, if you've had a, an experience like this in the past, but when, you, when you're having a streak like that, how hard is it to keep the talk of the streak out of your head when you're performing? Or, do, or is it just it becomes almost like muscle memory where you're able to shut out the outside world when you need to shut it out? Um, a bit of both. I mean, I've been on both sides. I've had, had some, some pretty good win streaks in my career and had some pretty dismal decision streaks. So, um, you know, you kind of don't want to don't want to be too high and low with any of it. Um, you know, the, I think the, the biggest thing with win streaks is you, you tend to get a few lucky bounces here and there that that help you prolong the streak. And, and the thing is, with, with losing streaks, is the opposite. You know, someone beats you on the buzzer or or you miss an easy layup at the end of the game to, to put the game to overtime or whatever. So you definitely there is some luck involved, but for the most part, you know, luck's made by those, you know, who go out there and play well. When you look at the Western Conference, Oklahoma City and San Antonio seem to kind of be the two clear-cut favorites to come out of there to represent the conference in the finals. I, then, then there's you guys, Denver, the Clippers, Memphis, even Houston, the Lakers, and there's this whole other group. What? Why, when people talk about it, put your analyst hat on for a second, why Why do they look at those two teams and act like they're unbeatable? Hey, nobody wants to play Oklahoma City. Nobody wants to play San Antonio. Why? Just based on records, I guess. I mean, San Antonio had a hell of a year. Um, Tim Duncan obviously found some potion of youth somewhere along the line and having a hell of a year. And, and OKC, I guess, you know, with home court advantage um, is probably the biggest thing. You know, they have home court advantage. They're very, very tough to beat in OKC. So most people pencil them into a winner seven game series against most teams. Um, but I think it's a close year this year. Um, the top eight, you know, in, especially in the West. I mean, it's, it's a crapshoot, like you said, three to three to eight right now. You know, who knows what's going to happen between now and the end of the season. But the top two teams, I think, are beatable. Um, but I think the reason why it's very, very tough to beat is because you almost have to play a perfect game night in, night out to beat them. Um, but, you know, anyone in the league is beatable. And I think we'll have that mindset going to the playoffs. To what extent are you still monitoring Milwaukee? And when they play the Heat in the first round, will you still say that any team is beatable? No, hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, you know, I, I follow it as much as you know anything else in the NBA. I see, see stats. I still have some close friends on that team and some some guys that I, I really like and really got along with. And um, obviously. You know, once you're traded from a team, you don't want them to do well. But I don't really, you know, have any animosity. I have a lot of friends in Milwaukee, and I wish them the best. But obviously, they, you know, I don't, I don't see them going out of the first round or even getting close to going out of the first round. What do you make of the Lakers situation, Andrew? Uh, you know, tough one. Um, not going to leave you too much in because they have everyone commenting on them and, and giving giving them. Um, yeah, you know, their, their opinions, but you know they they, they, have, a, they have a tough battle, but they're, they're still right there. I'm, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll make a push here in these last eight games and make it interesting. And I think, you know, like I said earlier, it's still, still you know, three to eight is still a crapshoot. Um, you know, you look at it, and a lot of these games could literally come down to to the last you know game of the season, where we we haven't really had that for for a lot of years. Um, generally, you know, as you guys know, the last two or three games of the season. Guys are resting. Guys are guys are kind of getting you know missing games just to get their bodies right for the playoffs. I don't, I don't think anyone in the West, besides maybe San Antonio and OKC, can afford to do that, which is which is a good spectacle for the fans. Andrew Bogut, appreciate you joining us on the Ring Central uh, guest line as you do every week. Best of luck tomorrow night against the Hornets, and best of luck the rest of the way.
Always, always. Cheers. All right, buddy.